When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Tennessee Titans, some people, and we're going to give them the opportunity to explain why, have us with a very unfortunate record this year. We got our first returning guest. It's a big one. Got a lot to cover this week on the SICK Podcast Talking Titans. Sammy, why don't you start me up? Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. Touchdown, Titans! He is the baddest man in the NFL! And he just took her to the house! The Sickest Tennessee Titans Podcast. Sick! It's gonna be sick. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. I'm joined, as always, by my two co-hosts, Jared and Vin. How are we doing tonight, fellas? Can't complain. Always good. Always good. Absolutely. Jared's decked out in the sick gear, as always, as we all three of us are. We're going to waste no time tonight. We've got some great stuff to get into. Our first return guest is with us, and we are so thankful and lucky to have him. Uh, if you're familiar with the Sick Podcast or NFL Network, you all know him, Mr. Adam Rank. Adam, how are you doing on this glorious Monday night? You know what? I'm really good, and I'm glad that we're doing this because I want to take these this podcast. And so every time a Tennessee Titans fan approaches me on Twitter, <laughs> if I if I haven't by some miracle muted you already from three years <laughs> ago, um, I will just I will be like, this is where I come and explain myself. And we can sit here and we can have an open dialogue and we can have a conversation. And uh, you may you might disagree with me, and that's fair. And uh, I've been wrong before, as you guys all are all too well aware of. Um, but I, I made the picks that I made, and uh, I'm ready to talk about it. All right, so we're going to get right into it. Um, I would be remiss not to mention, uh, as you've already alluded to already, um, that recently on national television, you spoke upon our beloved Tennessee Titans uh, with some negative regards. Now, me personally, Adam, uh, I'd happen to probably be the closest one to agreeing with you of the three of us because I don't foresee us really making any noise in this conference. But uh, nevertheless, you have us going 4-13 and in this year's regular season. Uh, and the floor is yours, sir. Give us your best analysis as to how you came to that prediction. Well, one of the things with a lot of these predictions – you could say it comes down to the quarterback. And I have a lot of questions about what's going to happen with the Tennessee Titans at the quarterback position moving forward. Now, Ryan Tannehill a couple of years ago caught lightning in a bottle, which by the way, and I don't I don't want to go back and defend my previous prediction. What was it back in 2019, 2018, whatever it was. That season, when everybody was getting on my case, they started two and four. And Marcus Mariota was not the guy. And you know, a lot of Titan fans were like, we're sorry, you were right, we apologize. And then they went on that run, they won nine games, got all the way to the AFC Championship game, which might have actually been the worst thing for them because 
then it gave them the sense of like, oh, we're good at quarterback. We're gonna we're gonna run it back with with this guy and Derrick Henry. Which now you look at and you're like, eh, maybe maybe not the best idea. Maybe you should have kept AJ Brown. I don't know. But I looked at it coming into this season. Last year, you guys won seven games. The worst pass defense in the NFL. And Sean was it uh, Dunning Butt or Butt Murphy Bunting, Bunting. Murphy Bunting. I don't know. I don't know if he's Deion Sanders and is going to turn everything around. I know there was injuries and everything. But I think that there's a there's some deficiencies in the secondary, which uh, you were great against the run. There was nobody in the NFL better at stopping the run last season than the Tennessee Titans. Terrible against the pass. The offensive line has some issues, and of course, they've dealt with some injuries. Uh, you lost a couple of guys. You did draft a guard, Nate Skaronsky, out of Northwestern, which should come in and immediately started guard and, and help you guys out. But I look at it right now, and obviously things are going to change during the regular season, and you know injuries happen all around the league. But for me, I think that there's a lot of question marks with this Tennessee Titans team. And I think that Jacksonville at this point is a better team I based on the quarterback. Trevor Lawrence, to me, is a significant advantage uh, for what they're able to do. I don't think that the Titans are, and I like Vrabel and I like everything, but like having to put so much draft capital into Malik, Malik Willis and Will Levis without the guarantee that either one of those guys are going to be a good NFL starting quarterback when you have other spots to fill is a huge issue for me. So I feel bad and I feel bad. And I hope I, I wish they kind of would have just hit the reset button and just been like, forget it. We're, we're starting over. We're playing for Caleb Williams and we're going to go at it that way. And by the way, if they went like the way that this could break out, I think best case scenario, I know that you want to win the division. I think the best thing that could happen for Tennessee would be what happened to Chicago last year. And let's say by some miracle, Will Levis is a great quarterback and you lose a lot of fun games and end up with the number one pick and are able to trade it away or do whatever and uh, go about it that way. That is best case scenario for me. I think that's the best case scenario for the Colts. Um, but I'm not very optimistic about the Titans and I'm sorry if I have to be the one here who gives you a little bit of tough love. Well, I wouldn't say it's a miracle for Will Levis to become a good quarterback, but <laughs> I will understand why you have that uh that I that, mean, that notion. I mean, we we also did have one of the most injured teams the last two years. So if you're gonna go back on that, the secondary was a little banged up, but our defense held us in, in a lot of games last year. Our offense was the problem, and it, it stems down to our offensive coordinator that we finally got rid of after two years. We led the NFL in second half three and outs last year at 48%. You know who led the league last year? The Atlanta Falcons, who was our offensive coordinator. So Arthur Smith, <laughs> Arthur Smith was missed with Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill can do it. I'm the only one on this podcast that's a Ryan Tannehill fan, and I'm, I'm dying on a hill with it. Okay. The okay. only thing that I seen, I seen a lot of media guys in ESPN, NFL Network, and, and all over Twitter that says that the Titans lack so many holes on this team. To me, the only hole that I see is a need on this team is the wide receiver room. We mm -hmm. we address the offensive line. Uh, Peter Skaronsik is going to be a left guard. Dillard is a is a viable left tackle in this league that needed a That's shot. Fine. And Brunskill came over from um, San Francisco, who can be a plug and play at right guard. He played five hundred and something snaps with zero snacks uh, sacks snacks. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of hungry. I'm kind of hungry like you, Sal. At the end of the shows, but then you have a, a second year right tackle MPF. That's a, that's a decent line compared to Dennis Daly at left tackle last year, who had a historic 
We had an historic bad offensive line. So if, if you're saying what, what a lot of these holes we have on this team, do you, do you kind of agree that the only hole that we need to fill is the wide receiver room? Absolutely. Are you saying we have more? We have more holes. No, no, no. I, I think similar to what the Bears fans are doing, we are also very optimistic that the changes that we made are going to work out. Yeah. That you know that our our um, the guy who came Dixon who came over from Tennessee is going to do well. That Darnell Wright is going to be the guy. That that Tevin Jenkins is going to be fine at left. Like there is a lot of optimism. Um, that I would take with my own team that I might not take with other teams there, are, but there's still a lot. Of, I think, again, to me, it comes down to question marks. It is still fair to question whether this team as a unit is going to come together. And it's, you know, and I, and the, I, I do the same thing. I get upset when people say the bears haven't addressed their offensive line. Yeah. I'm with you. I understand. I understand where you're coming from. And so I do think that the wide receiver room is a huge issue and i like Traylon burks as a talent i thought coming out of the draft i'm like that's a pretty good player i still think it was a mistake to get rid of aj brown they did go out there and they did put a lot of resources into the defense there's a reason why but it never it didn't show itself last year again great against the run against the passes a little bit shaky uh those are the questions i but those are the questions that i have derrick henry the the offense going through derrick henry who i like Again, can you rely on that as well? I just I just feel like the the Tennessee Titans are kind of they haven't like evolved. You know what I'm saying? Again, going back to the reaching the AFC championship game, that gave you a false sense of like, oh, this is the formula that works. I think the Chiefs have the formula that works. And what you need to have is an elite level quarterback because when you have a good defense, you're walking a tightrope every season that you hope that everything has to go well. You can't have injuries on defense. You can't have anything go wrong. You can't have a fluke loss. I've lived it. I live it as a Chicago Bears fan. (laughs) This was very much like this was the problem with Mitch Trubisky in 2018 is that you go into next year like, oh, we're ready to go. Our defense is going to carry us, and we just hope that Mitch doesn't make mistakes. And then he does, and he sucks, and you got to get rid of him, and the defense falls apart, and then you're drafting Justin Fields and hoping it can work out that way. So that's I I, I kind of see a lot of similarities to what the Titan fans are going through, and I understand why they're upset. But I'm just trying to whether you believe it or not. I don't hate the Titan fans. I thought <laughs> that we patched things up. I thought we were good. Now we good. But I had I had to go out there and make some predictions. By the way, I think the Colts will be worse than you. If that helps you, and also I gave you know what though I gave a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt to the Houston Texans this year. And I can easily see that that could flip flop. I mean, like, okay, it could be Houston, it could be Tennessee. I think Houston's going to be a little bit better than people are thinking right I, now. I, I'm full on board with them, man. They got a scary team. Yeah, so it's it's a little bit different. I don't, and again, this is nothing against Vrabel. This is nothing against your fans. As a matter of fact, if if things do go south, uh, as I predicted, I hope that they hold on to Vrabel because again, I really like him. I think he does a great job. I just don't think that. The last couple of years, I don't think they've done a, a good enough job of giving him a team to work with. And again, going back to like, what was Willis was a third round pick. Levis is a second. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot of draft picks on quarterbacks like you. And you got to make sure that you're getting that correct as well. That's my biggest issue. Well, Adam, want to welcome you back on the show. I learned. <laughs> I learned uh, we're going to call you Adam. I'm I'm ranking the Titans last in the NFL rank. 
Um, you know, I learned a few things this week. You clearly have a disdain for this franchise. And to be honest, it's kind of warranted because, you know, we haven't done much like, like your bears the last 20 years to, to warrant, <laughs> warrant any respect. You know, I learned obviously too this week that, um, NFL network probably doesn't drug test because you know you were on, <laughs> you, you were on something this week that, uh, you know, I think it's, and you keep bringing up his name, Vrabel, Vrabel, Vrabel. Well, that is my argument, you know, through and through that, you know, I think when you have a coach like him and you have stars on your team, like Derrick Henry, like Jeffrey Simmons, like Kevin Byard, you know, I think four wins is, is a slap in the face, especially in, in that division where you're going to play Houston twice. You're going to play, um, uh, I'm sorry, Indianapolis twice. And you figure even if you split there, there's two wins. And, you know, I find it hard to believe that you can't find three more wins on that schedule with with a coach like Mike Rabel, who we've had people on here say before, he can coach a, a JV volleyball team to, to five wins in this league. He's that good of a coach. Um, but, you know, you feel the way you feel, and you're entitled to that opinion, and we'll see how it holds out. And I don't want to sound too salty. I want to, you know, lighten up the mood. So <laughs> No, 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 listen. I'm, I'm just as pissed as people who, who disregard the Bears. Like, I, I'm, again, I'm, I do the same thing as you. Uh, I will take on anybody because, like, I, I see it in my mentions all the time. People, like, the Bears are going to win four games. And I'm like, yeah, right. And I go on and I have these same things and we go through the same exercises. I will say this. I had the, I had the Titans three and three in the division, splitting the division, getting an extra win against the Browns, I think it was. I will say Vrabel, yeah, I could have given a little bit more deference and respect to Vrabel. If you want, like, I can pull up. So I'm looking at the schedule. There we You're, go. <laughs> so you you do have Sammy throw it up there. Can you throw up the schedule? I'll go through. I'll try to get mine up. Get yours up. The Bucks. They're gonna be the worst team in the league, Adam. We're not losing to the Bucks. Home against the Panthers. Home against the Falcons. Wow. Wow. Even but you're me. on the you're you're on the road against Tampa. I had to give Tampa Bay like, and I'm like, where's Tampa Bay gonna win? There's also like, they what's got Tampa Baker Bay Mayfield? All right, there's one. Okay. <laughs> what did I have Tampa Bay? I, 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 I think week two, and I was the only one of the three of us. Week two, I think we could beat the Chargers at home. They're flying to the East Coast for a, a one o'clock game, which is never easy. Um, you know, and I think we're going to give Herbert everything he can. You know, I think we're going to put pressure on him. I think it's going to be a close game. It was last year when we played them in L.A., so I don't see why it could be any different this year in Nashville. And that's also a game you could foresee the whole, you know, betting world, betting the Chargers. And usually when everyone goes one way, I go the other way. So I could see that as a win. But, I mean, home against Atlanta, home against uh, Tampa, home against the Panthers, I just – it's See, my – yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Sammy, can you throw my predictions up there? Because I just want to—I just want to make a point up. I mean, I, I have us going ten and seven. You can call me crazy all you want. I was flirting with the nine and eight as well. But you got to think here. We're against um, Anthony Richardson twice. We're against—that's um, if he's the starter. That's not he, set he's, in stone yet. He, he's going to be starting. starting. Yeah, he's, he's starting. starting. You're going against Anthony Richardson twice. You're going against C.J. Strauss uh, twice. That's two rookies. You have Kyle. Um, I mean, Kenny Pickett. With the Steelers, and you have Desmond Ritter right there. You should have almost six, seven wins. Desmond, you know? I, the, Desmond the, Arthur, 
the Arthur Smith revenge game. I love yep. the narratives. I he's love. Coming, he's coming back to Nashville. I will you tell know. you this: if I was, uh, I will. I won't concede on the Chargers. I know the Chargers have this kind of uh, reputation, probably well deserved, for not playing well on the East Coast, traveling. It's probably a 10 a.m. game here on the out in California. Yeah. Which, by the way, when you talk about drug testing, uh, California. <laughs> California uh, cannabis is completely legal. So. I didn't say you were on cannabis, Adam. I don't know what, what you know. I don't know. They can't drug test me for that. That's it's legal. <laughs> it's as legal as is Miller Lite out here. So don't blame me for that. Uh, the Falcons, like that's a 50 That's more than a 50-50 game. The Buccaneers coming off a game when you have, okay, you have a Thursday. How are you guys? You have the steel. Yeah. Okay. The Buccaneers. I might have uh, I made a minute. I I could have made an error there. Uh, Live TV, you. we'll give it. We'll give it to you. Yeah. Oh, I, I you know what? I I probably made an error, and then I had to follow it through. Tampa Bay is going to be historic. Uh, how does Tampa? I, I was just looking. How do I have Tampa Bay getting six wins? That seems a little optimistic. I do think though that Carolina is better than a lot of people are giving them credit for, and I'm so, I'm very I'm very worried about this because the Bears own their pick. And I'm like, this stupid team is going to go out there and win nine games in that dumb division, and they're going to go out there. I think the Falcons, though, I think the Falcons are pretty fun. I think they're saucy. Uh, my friend Charles McDonald at Yahoo Sports referred to them as the NFL's version of an and one mixtape video. And I'm like, you know what? That is <laughs> that is so true. And Desmond Ritter showed in that year at Cincinnati that when he's got enough good players around him, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson. I think offensively they could be decent, and I think they could go out there and and create a lot of problems for people. I will tell you, the one good thing I like about the Titans' schedule is that you close three of your last four home games. Three of your last four games are at home, I should say, all winnable because you've got the you got the Texans in both of those games. Seattle, who I don't think is going to be as good as they were last year. And then he got Jacksonville uh, at home, which I, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think I know the Colts and the Colts and Jags always flip the other. Yeah. The Colts always win in Jacksonville, but lose at home. I don't know how you guys do at home. I can't remember. I had looked it up. We're, we're uh, a funky team. We're actually sometimes the last few years seem like we play, play a little better on the road. Um, on the road at Jacksonville, right? Like the South is weird. Yeah. Well, like teams play good in Jacksonville, but you don't play them as well at home, if I'm not mistaken. I know it's definitely true for the Colts. The whole division has been so bad the last few years. You almost feel like there's no true home field advantage. Nashville is a, is a tourist city. So until a couple of years ago, it almost seemed like 50, 60% of the opposing team, opposing team's fans were there. You know, Jacksonville's been a joke forever, aside from last year and that one flash in the pan year. Houston's wait, been a joke. Wait, wait, hold, 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 hold on, hold on. <laughs> you cannot sit here and call. What? They went to the AFC Championship. I know, game, I, just said like you. I said the just flash like you. in the pan year. I said you the guys flash. did the same, but you guys but did we've the same. We've been solid for five or six years now. The last 20 years, they went to the AFC title game. And blew it against uh, New England, and then last year they went to the playoffs. Other than that, where they been? Where they been? Where have you been? You went, went to the, the AFC Championship game and blew it. Had a winning season the last five years. Went to the title game. Went to the divisional round, first round bye. 
So let me round this out because I think I can, <laughs> I can believe it or not, me of all people, man, mediator, what's going on, a mediator. Yeah. Where I think, um, Adam's like getting uh, a wedding uh, crash here. Can I, I get some miles? Can you get some miles? I, I think, <laughs> I think Adam's uncertainty with our team, and it's obviously, uh, understandable is that there's been no consistency as far as, um, just any regular season play. I mean, you look at it. The year we went to the AFC Championship game, we were essentially doomed. Ryan Tannehill brought this team uh, back into the mix, and we made our run. Then the following year, we had a very good year, got bounced in the first round. The next year, AFC's number one team bounced in the first round. Then we went in a, a full-fledged tilt, mostly with Ryan Tannehill, and lost seven in a row. So, you know, you look at the big dogs. You look at the the Cincinnati's, the new, the uh, the Kansas City's, and the and the Chargers. Well, now the Chargers probably, but all these teams that have elite quarterbacks and can manage injuries because they have that superstar in center. It's hard to have much faith with Ryan Tannehill because although we've seen him have a lot of success, you can make a very big statement that when the lights are the brightest, he doesn't really show up. Uh, and now, even more so than ever, he's gonna have to be the guy because. He's going to have some to win some games by himself because you can't depend on Derrick Henry winning every single game. Uh, you got Traylon Burks, and that's about it at wide receiver. So Ryan Tannehill is going to have to bring the best out of the players around him, and I've said since the last couple of years now I have not seen him do that. So I can understand now, I don't know, about four wins because if you do remember, this team does have a top-10 defense that's getting guys to the likes of Harold Landry back. You do have some concerns in the secondary, but realistically speaking, this pass rush is still out of this world with Autry, Simmons, and company. Um, Adam Key. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say concerns. Out yeah, I wouldn't say concerns in the secondary. I know Adam brought it up in the beginning of the year. We had injuries, man, last year. We had Trey Ivory, a seventh round, I think, or an undrafted free agent at Rutgers, Rutgers yeah. starting for us and getting – Shout out Rutgers. Yeah, but, yeah, but shout out Rutgers. No one had a tough out. year. McCreary had a pretty tough yeah. year. None of those guys really wowed you. Elijah Warren on here. Fired, lost a step. I don't think Caleb, he's Caleb Farley is not anymore. Him I'm sorry, stop, stop, stop. We got a pro bowler against Adam here. Don't be disrespecting Bayard and get me worked up. Come on. <laughs> sorry. Just got a realist. No, but Adam, I did I did want to ask you though, you know, I enjoy the banter. Don't get me wrong. By the way, I did love that suit with the the, the purple with the black shirt. A little Do people like wait, hold on. Do people really Adam, like it? Fever. You could rock it. You could rock let it. Let me let me tell you something because um the NFL they fired they fired our uh, hair makeup and wardrobe department. Just one day came in, axed everybody. I had to put that together by myself. I solid. I didn't know I didn't, you needed anyone in the hair department, so I didn't think that'd be a big deal. I have a I have a beard still. <laughs> no, that's shout out, that's, shout that's out a, Manscaped. That's a suit I could definitely see Silvio yeah. Dante wearing when he that was that was a classy suit. I like that, but you, gotta you know be, you, you got to pick something classy because you know it's going to be getting memed. <laughs> yeah. You know, like one one of them's going to be wrong. And then they never show the one that'll be correct. Like if the Falcons ended up winning the division, nobody ever pulls that one out. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody's like, hey, he picked the Falcons. And no, they'll just forget it. And if, and this is the problem too, is if, uh, and this is what happened with the commanders last year is I'm like, your team's not good. And then they, they, <laughs> I got to go on their, their podcast and their whatever. And uh, then they go, they start one in five or one in four. And then never hear from them again. They all disappeared into the wind. Then they get a miracle win over the Bears that turns into a couple other miracle wins. 
And then once they get to be level, they were like six and whatever they were, like seven and whatever. Then they were coming out full chested. Oh, this guy so wrong. And then they lose three out of their last four. I never hear from them again. Um, I come to rock for 40 years. But what is, but what is the, what like, so if you guys are like, this is the thing that I have to ask. Is it, if I would have picked you for seven wins, would you have been like, ah, it's fair. Okay. We're yeah, good. that's fair. I can, see, I, I can see us being a team that, you know, is loses close games. Cause I feel like we're going to be in a lot of them. Um, that's another reason why I thought four wins was a little disrespectful because, because of our defense, because of Henry, because of Rabel, we'll be in a lot of games and only a few of those games have to go our way for us to pull out seven wins. Obviously, obviously, you know, we lack a little talent on the offensive side of the ball outside of Henry. A lot of question marks with Traylon Burks' health. Chig, will he take the next step? So a lot of question marks. But, yeah, I, I just thought four wins was just like, you know, I mean, your Bears had four, three, four wins. Three, right? three yeah. wins. So, and um, I lived, but I lived it as a fan watching a team who I'm like, we're not this bad. How is it continually going against us? And then to the point, like at the end of the season, you're like, F it, just lose them all. Like, fine, like just lose them. And then we almost, and it almost didn't work out for us. Had it not been for Lovey Smith, uh, you know, pulling out the miracle, one last victory for the bears. And it obviously worked in our favor. So it's not always the worst thing, but that's just the way the NFL goes. Like just, the things that the inexplicable things and, and as well as it's worked out for you in the past, and you can go back to that, that nine and seven team that goes to the AFC championship game. Sometimes these teams get on a roll and we're not like, you can't lose. Like look at Minnesota last year. That's not a good football team, but Oh, don't, don't tell the skull country people. <laughs> oh, they're so good. You want 11, one score games. Um, and so maybe I should have taken a, a moment. Again, looking back, I don't know why I gave the deference and respect to the bucket. I, I don't know why I have the Buccaneers winning six games. Here, here's one thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. So I'm glad Vinny talked about the offense with, with the lack of, you know, playmakers on this team. There's a coveted free agent out there right now and DeAndre Hopkins. We have limited next to nothing to limited cap space. Okay. We have no playmakers on this team. How do you see this? This I don't see, and, and neither of these guys see uh, us going into the season with the wide receiver room the way it is right now. So do you think the Titans actually pull a trigger to go get a DeAndre Hopkins? Or I, I made a short this week of us trying to go get Terrence Marshall out of the uh, Carolina Panthers because they have a pretty crowded uh, wide receiver room with Thielen and Shark and yeah. uh, Mingo now. And then you got the Denver Broncos who are absolutely – loaded at wide receiver. They have the most expensive wide receiver room in all of football, I think. Uh, I said maybe go after Judy, sign him long-term, possibly trade for Cortland Sutton, maybe a fourth and a seventh, or even uh, Tim Patrick, who had a great year two years ago, and he was coming off an ACL injury um, this year. How do you see us like trying to improve this wide receiver room? I like Tim Patrick. I think he might be their best receiver, and had he not gone down with the ACL injury, I think that would have proven over the course of time. The problem is with a player like we'll start off with DeAndre Hopkins. He's going to look at my prediction and be like, I'm not joining a four win team. Um, <laughs> no, but for real, like DeAndre Hopkins is going to sign with Buffalo or Kansas city or the Cowboys or somebody that you feel is closer to the Super Bowl right now, no matter what the Tennessee Titans could, could offer them. I think that Carolina still looks at Terrace, uh, Terrace Marshall as a long-term fit for them. I think that they just brought in Adam Thielen as a goal line guy. He'll be kind of a stopgap as these guys develop, as Mingo starts to develop. 
and things of that nature. Denver probably fancies themselves as a contender at this point as well. Probably going to keep, I mean, they do. I mean, Sean Payton's there. Uh, you don't make that move unless you think you can win games. So I don't know that they're going to be in a position to start dumping some of their wide receivers. I mean, how many you got? You got KJ Hamler. You got Mark, uh, what is it? Marquise uh, Callaway too over there. <coughs> they drafted someone. And they like got him. Marvin, Marvin Mims too. Yeah, yeah they got Mims. That's yeah. six they, guys right there. You can't start all of them. Yeah, I, I mean, that could be something that they go into the summer with. And at some point as training camp and, uh, evolves, maybe there's somebody <coughs> who ends up on the outside who could get moved. But looking at the at the depth chart here for the Tennessee Titans, and I will uh, I'll pull great. it up. Go right ahead, sir. Oh, I love it because it's like looking at the Bears receiver room last season uh, where you got Traylon Burks. It's not even that bad. He's good. I don't think that's a bad player. He needs uh, to help you. Akine Westbrook is always one of those guys that we talk about that will have a flash game here or there. I think he's he's actually a, a pretty good player as well. Um, Kyle Phillips, maybe not. But, um, yeah, there needs to be some, some work There needs here. to be a move. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, I'll say this. One last thing about the whole situation as far as the record uh, prediction Assuming this offensive line isn't NFL historically bad like it was last year, um, I can't foresee Derrick Henry, who seems to still be, uh, as many like to say, him, uh, allowing this team to only win four games. I mean, that guy is personifies what an X factor is on an NFL team, and he can still hit some home runs. And um, like I said, it, even if the offensive line is bad, instead of historically bad, I think he can equate to at least five wins alone by himself. So um, before we get into our next segment, I do want to say one thing about your Bears because I was astounded by it as I saw some film today as I was killing some time. I'm going to go on a record here and say Justin Fields is the best running quarterback in the NFL. I would honestly take him over Lamar Jackson with the ball in his hand, pass the line of scrimmage. Um, I didn't realize how many spectacular runs he had last year and just the absolute uh, elusiveness along with the strength. It, it was, it was really surprising and I can understand why bears fans have, have a lot of allegiance to him, even with the struggles they've had over the past few years. Cause uh, determination in that guy is, is absolutely off the charts. So I will give them that credit for certainty. Thank you. Thank you. And I, and you know, we're all hoping that DJ Moore is going to come in and make an impact when you have in, when you have, when you have an X receiver that you can rely on, and I look at some of the plays last year, you know, people talk about Justin not making the plays when they needed to make them. You look at uh, the game against Minnesota. There was a, I can't even think of this. It wasn't even one of our regular receivers. It was some guy we signed off a practice squad who fumbled in the fourth quarter. Uh, we had Equinemius St. Brown drop a wide open pass on fourth down that would have extended a drive that could have allowed them to win a game. Darnell Mooney dropped the pass on the goal line on Thursday night football against yeah, the I, Washington commanders. I like, needed that for a fantasy <laughs> win. So I remember that one, right? Like that's where you hope that DJ Moore is going to come in and correct those kind of things. And perhaps Justin doesn't have to make as many long runs as he did last year, because a lot of those were not designed a lot of those were play breaks down, nobody's open, go make something happen. He'll still have the ability to do that, but now you hope that he can get rid of the ball a little bit more. And it also bumps everybody down a spot. 
Like if Traylon Burks was there playing opposite of AJ Brown, how much better he would be to not be the guy who's drawing the number one cornerback or drawing coverage or the safeties dropping down on him. Like he would be a much more productive player. And so we hope the hope is that DJ Moore does that uh, for the Chicago bears and everybody down the line, including Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, Bayless, my guy, Tyler Scott, my guys, Bayless and Tyler Scott, I should say. Do you worry at all about his style, Justin Fields and, you know, how it didn't seem to hold up late in the year. And I think it was the game against Philly where he met a linebacker straight on. And, and with, I'm not sure how many games you missed, but as a bears fan, does that, does that tend to worry you a little bit after seeing players like Lamar Jackson who have a similar style struggle to stay on the field the last few years? Yeah, that is something that you ultimately hope they don't have to run as much as they do. You want them to still be able to use it as a weapon Guys like Aaron Rodgers was actually very elusive, was a, a much better runner than a lot of people gave him credit for. We've seen Josh Allen over the last couple of years kind of rein it in a little bit. Even Patrick Mahomes can get out of the pocket, can run, can make plays with his feet. You want him to still have that ability. You just don't want him to have to use it as much. It's like your chipping ability. You want to be a good chipper, but you, you would rather land on the green. So I think that's the hope with the Chicago Bears is that we're landing on the green a little bit more and don't have to rely on our short game in that in that respect. Yeah, I hope that does that for my golf game as well. Um, we talked about the AFC South. I want to just pick your brain just a little bit with the uh, NFC North. I don't see the Packers now that Aaron Rodgers is gone. I think they're going to be the bottom of the division. Same with Minnesota. I think it's going to be tw- between you and um, Detroit. Yeah. Now, for me, as an outsider looking at your division, I love the Detroit Lions and what they're doing right now. I might yeah. even bet them to win the NFC as a as a as a futures as a futures pick. Do you worry about the Lions, and how, like how how does that division going to play out for you guys? Great culture established by Dan Campbell. I like a lot of the pieces. Obviously, David Montgomery was a former Chicago Bear. We still love him. I still love him. Amon Ross St. Brown, one of the most overlooked wide receivers in the game, is excellent. They uh, Jamison Williams will return from a suspension. He'll be fine. No. They got Hawkinson. Wait, they got Hawkinson? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. No, they, yeah. No, they traded, no. Minnesota. traded They traded Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. They traded him, but the guy, they got somebody now in there. Forgive me. I haven't quite. They got another good running back. Really good running back. In the you draft. know what? I, I hated the Jamar Gibbs pick the night of. But as you start to look at it, they got rid of DeAndre Swift. You're like, okay, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, if he's a good player, if he ends up being an, 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 an exceptional player, you're not going to care that you drafted him 12th. Like, it just won't matter. Like, we just have a good player, and I think it'll work out for them. The thing I is – very surprised they didn't stay put at six, not to cut you off and take Jalen Carter. I thought that defensive line with Hutchinson and throwing Carter on there, especially – when they had so much trouble um, stopping people last year, he just, to me, was the obvious pick. But good for you. They didn't take him, I guess. Well, the thing of it is, and this is what we kept saying on our podcast in the weeks leading up to the draft, is that there was two teams who were very needy for a defensive lineman with coaches that could handle a player like Jalen Carter with the outside distractions. Pete Carroll and Dan Campbell. If there were two organizations, both of which – had extra picks. Those were gift picks from the Rams and the Broncos that you could go out there and use on a Jalen Carter to bring into your team. And the, and the Seahawks had gone out 
and gotten Bobby Wagner to kind of run their locker room. So if those two teams were going to pass on Jalen Carter, I'm like, well, then I don't, I don't want the bears to take them. Like if they don't want him, like, why do I want him? It's like when one of your friends is like, you should go out with this girl. I'm like, why aren't you going out with her? Like, well, <laughs> no, that like, if, if she was that great, you would be going out with her. So don't give me that. Don't, don't sell me that bill of goods. So if those two teams passed on him and Dan Campbell gave a very profound answer. Somebody asked him about Jalen Carter leading up to the draft is at one of the owners meetings. And Dan Campbell was talking about like, Hey, you know what? We're not so much worried about the off the field stuff, but why are some of the things that we're seeing on film? Why are they there? Those are our questions. And he was going through it. And I'm like, well, then either he's going to take Jalen Carter and they feel comfortable with it, or he's found out a problem with him and you want nothing to do with him. Now, hopefully, actually not hopefully, uh, Philadelphia is willing to take that risk. They're coming off a Super Bowl appearance. Do you go do it? I think probably for the Lions and the Bears, they're so their their Super Bowl window is not really opened yet. So perhaps it's better off like let's just build our team. Let's take some more sure things. I think Jameer Gibbs is Darnell Wright. All these guys. I feel like the picks that were made were were sound. So I felt very good about it. The reason, though, when I look at the Lions is why I'm not overly concerned is that Jared Goff is still their quarterback. And as great as he was last year, it's still Jared Goff, and I'm not concerned. And I think that last year was kind of one of those things like he played exceptionally well. Can he do it again? I don't think so. I just I just don't. I could be proven wrong, but I don't think that Jared Goff is that quarterback, and I think that's going to ultimately be their downfall. And so, uh, And if you look at... If you look at the two teams right now, the Lions are obviously further ahead. They're, they were they won nine games last year. They eliminated the Green Bay Packers. Outside of the Kansas City Chiefs, nobody had a better ending of their season than the Detroit Lions. Like, everybody loved you. You're on hard knocks. You beat the Packers. You sent Aaron Rodgers to New York. Great, great. That, that's a movie. That's a movie. We'll sign up John uh, James Vanderbeek to play Jared Goff. Everything's fine. Although James Vanderbeek looks like he's 90 now. Good Lord. But in any event, um, with the Lions being ahead, I feel better about the Bears situation because I think our quarterback's better. So I'm comfortable where we're at. We'll see. Are we going to be better than the Lions this year? I predicted that. But at the same time, I'm an optimistic Bears fan. But I feel very good about where the Bears are right now. All right, Adam. We appreciate you for coming on the show. Love you having on the show. You're a returning guest. But we didn't get to to do our new segment with you the first time you had it on the show. So we have a new segment called Think Fast. We're going to put you in the hot seat. So, Sam, you start us up. Think Fast. Now we're going to start you off very light. What is your favorite favorite beer? Uh, Stein Lager. That's a that's a new one. Never heard of that. Is that a California style? What, what's going on? Isn't it? It's a New Zealand beer, I think. Okay, all right. Sounds like it's uh, about nine percent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite sports uh, event you've ever attended? Two thousand two World Series Game Six. Scott Spezio's three run home run started a five one rally that ended with uh, Troy Gloss's uh, two run double in the eighth inning to give the Angels the eventual lead. And that the is a throwback. Was that when he had the red beard too? 
Or yeah, Spezio had the, he had the little uh, yeah, all the little the, yeah. The flavor saver was the uh, flavor saver. Yeah. Yep. Uh, favorite coworker at NFL Network. Kimmy checks. Okay. And use one word to describe Anello, our producer. Wonderful. Okay. That's and it. we need this year's sleeper and league winner in fantasy football. Oh my God. Um, I'm going to say that Antonio Gibson could end up being a very good option for you. Uh, a lot of people are sleeping on him a little bit. His ADP seems to be pretty low. The one thing that I really love about him is that Eric Bieniemy is going to be designing this offense. Last year, we saw what he was able to do with guys like Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco. And I think that if they take advantage of Antonio Gibson's pass catching ability, he could be a guy who ends up being a league winner for you. League winner, Antonio Gibson. Oh, you, hear, you heard it here first, guys. Well, Adam, we thank you very, very By the much. way, the, the Steinlogger thing's an absolute joke. I was just oh. teasing. I don't, I, it's so, I couldn't, it's so funny. I couldn't think of a, a beer and like, I don't know why Steinlogger. I would never, I don't think I've ever ordered one in my life. What are you, what are you going to crack after the show? <clears throat> you know what? The, I, the, the problem I was hung up with is that we do a, a lot of our shows from Rip Beer Company in Southern California. It's a small local brewery. Uh, we have a beer called the Fantastical Commish. Uh, the skateboard back there is with the Fantastical Commish. It's a beer that I helped design, and uh, it's available every football season in uh, Huntington Beach, California, at Rip Beer Company. So usually, like I, but now I'm I'm becoming I've become I've come to a certain age where I can't drink those heavy IPAs anymore. There's a thing called Dank Coast. It's a hoppy lager. And it's fantastic. But uh, Southern California, it's just, it's random beers. And I've been drinking hard kombucha because, again, uh, league, weed is legal out here. And uh, <laughs> you drink a hard kombucha and life feels pretty good. Although I will tell you this, if I'm, if I'm looking for a domestic lager, if a place is selling Miller High Life in bottles, that is usually what I will be drinking. One of my favorite football season Solid. beers, Miller High Life. I love it during football season. It's 10 bucks a 12 pack at Rite Aid. It was Can't unbelievable. Beat it. Can't, yeah. beat it. Can't beat it. Not a big wine guy down there in, in California. You got to be some good wine out there. You would think it would be something that I should be able to take advantage of, but I've never, I've tried before to get into wine. I, I drink so much coffee. I'm like, I can't do this to my teeth. I got to, yeah. I got to give it a little bit of a break. So uh, <laughs> a little bit of break. Fair enough. That's a little. Yeah. I can I can definitely agree with that. The, the, coffee's a very addictive drug in these parts. So, yeah. um, listen, Adam, we we thank you so much for being our first return guest of our show. And we I'm going to say this: I'd like you to make a pledge now that when the Titans win their fifth game of the year this season, mm -hmm. you're going to be back on the show to discuss how things have went. And we hope that it's a lot earlier on than you might predict. Here, but uh, here I am, week six. Like okay. <laughs> Mistakes, mistakes were made. Yeah, um, I don't think I don't think you're not to deal with that. Trust me. All right, um, but uh, I, 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 obviously, uh, happy to be back on. Uh, you guys, have, by the way, you guys have been killing it. Uh, a great show that you guys do. I've been able to follow you. along. It helps me. Obviously, it didn't help me with my prediction. Maybe that's what it was. Is I didn't want to seem too biased towards you guys. Uh, we love it. We love it. They though. would see through it, like the way that Kelly McGillis was with Maverick. I didn't want everybody to see through me. Uh, but in any event, thanks so much for having me on, and I will be back again. And when I'm wrong, I will be here to uh, to give my Mia Copa, and I look forward to doing that.
<laughs> absolutely absolutely and, and listen i i think if i remember correctly in 2020 you had us going like four and 12 or something we wound up winning 11 games that year so maybe history will repeat it itself yes, and, we hope so um we won't hold it against you yeah. if you are wrong but thanks so much for joining us adam we hope to see you soon and uh, enjoy the rest of your night thank you gentlemen we'll see you later thank, sure. you, thank you very much Adam Rank with the Sick Podcast. He does his Bear Show as well as uh, all the stuff he does on NFL Network. We thank him greatly for joining us tonight and talking about um, basically his uh, Titans Armageddon, which w- it would be if we did win four games. And I would not want to see what this fan base would be like across the board on all social media platforms if he yeah. win four games. Uh, but even the pessimistic Jack was not going to curse on this show. Uh, even the pessimistic jerk that I am uh, don't doesn't have us winning only four games. I mean, I, I think that's a little. You got, you got the taser tonight. Yeah, yeah. kind of like when they put Goodfellas on AMC and they got to bleep it out. Yeah, yeah, or really, really any any mafia movie that you got to watch with commercials. It's like torturous, you know. Yeah, I was yeah. watching Casino this weekend. I think on like I don't know VH1 or something, and it was it was tough. It was yeah, tough. It's, it's, it's really tough. But um, <laughs> as always, we, we really thank Adam for coming on. Uh, he's definitely one of our more well-known guests, and we're really thankful that he's part of the same uh, unit that we're part of, and we hope to grow with him uh, along the way. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah, so before we roll out tonight, we're going to bring up a special sponsor of ours, as and if you've been following Again. the show. What's that? Again, they're back. Again, and we're very thankful for that. Absolutely. Uh, A lot of Titans fans must like Manscaped because uh, our our code must have been getting used up. And we're very thankful to them. So let's get into it. Support for the Sick Podcast Talking Titans is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code SICKTITANS, that is S-I-C-K-T-I-T-A-N-S, at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 14 million balls. And let me tell you something, there's always room for another two. Absolutely. The Performance Package 4.0 has arrived, and guys, it's here to stay. We got your Brajol clipper for for your Brajol. You can use it on the meatballs as well. We got the Weed Whacker you can use for those pesky nose hairs, those pesky ear hairs. But most importantly, we want to take care of that Brajol, that undergarment, those meatballs. We got a ceramic blade to help reduce cutting. We got the 4K LED light. You could use this in the dark. You could use it anywhere. You could see every nook and cranny that you probably don't want to see. You could see it with the the lawnmower 4.0. It also is waterproof as well. You can use it in the shower. You don't have to worry about, you know, looking like Mar from uh, Home Alone 2 when he gets electrocuted. (laughs) Um, And then we have, you know, crop preserver for your undergarment. Um, We have a toner. We just got everything. So do yourself a favor and go to manscaped.com and use our code Sick Titans, like Sal said, S-I-C-K-T-I-T-A-N-S for 20% off and free shipping. Yes, Manscaped even threw in a free gift in the Performance Package 4.0, and it's the Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. 
It's time to take care of yourself at manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the, with the code SICKTITANS. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SICKTITANS at manscaped.com. Again, final time, guys. That's 20% off free shipping worldwide at manscaped.com with the code SICKTITANS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools to get the job done with Manscaped. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, I had the underwear on the other day and it was a joyous experience. I'll tell you. Yes, yes it I'm is. Not, I'm not even trying to sell at this point. That is phenomenal underwear. And yeah. I, I need some help down there and it really made it look great. So I was, wearing them, I was wearing them on my way down the shore from World Day weekend. I had my windows down and the breeze was just flowing through them. It was the greatest thing. I mean, I thought I was wearing nothing, honestly. Um, so yeah, make sure you check out Manscaped. Use our code and help us grow with them as well as here like i say always each week make sure you like subscribe follow all that good stuff share the show with all your titan fan friends um as adam was so nicely able to recognize we are growing fast and we are very happy to do that and we need all the help we can get from everyone to continue to grow and provide the best content we can for all of you so make sure you help us out and we'll help you out so uh as always guys i hope everyone has a great night great week and as always tighten up Pop-Tarts back. Pop-Tarts back. Get ready. Sammy, send me out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Talking Titans on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.